This morning, um, I think every one of us here knows, uh, even if Washington isn't the town you live in, you're probably very aware from the media and all that's going on that this weekend is the anniversary of a tornado that um, had a very significant impact on Washington a year ago. Uh, we started out by showing that video, and I'll be honest with you, I, um, you, we'll have a link to that video if you want to watch it again uh, on our Facebook page later, and it's, it's a great video because it's one year later and it shows all the uh, improvements, but the very first kind of five, ten seconds of that video are like shots of the tornado itself, video of the tornado itself, and then pictures of destruction, and, and I cut them out for today because I know that for some that's still a little bit too raw. Some people have a hard time still seeing that, and I didn't want that to be the very first thing you saw when you came to church this morning. So, uh, so we cut that out. But um, the reason I wanted to show that video is because, um, and if you missed it, you can check it out later, but it's kind of all this aerial footage um, of Washington. And when I watch it, there's a sense of, of pride in my community. I see those shots, and I see it hovering over the, the high school football field with that brand new green turf and all those houses that are being rebuilt. And, and I look at it, and I'm excited because the truth is this morning that for Casey and I, um, Casey grew up in Washington all her life. Washington is where I moved to 20 years ago when I came to America. So, so this is home for us. So when God called us a year ago, uh, just a little over a year, a year and two months ago, to plant a church in this community, we were thrilled because we were able to, to do what we, want, we love doing the most, and that's sharing what Jesus has done in our lives, telling people about the difference he's made in our lives and the difference he can make in your life. But we got to do it to people that we loved, our neighbors, our friends, uh, parents of kids that went to school with our kids, and, and we love this community. And we love that in September of 2013, God called us to plant this church in this community. And this uh, naive, young, yes, young pastor, um, uh, just a little over a year ago, had all these grand intentions of saying, now, Connect Church, we're going to reach people who are, are unchurched, who don't know Jesus, and we're going to impact our community we're going to make a difference in our community. That was our philosophy from day one. And we had some really grandiose ideas. We were going to give out some backpacks to the schools, help with some of the kids. We were going to help with a, a food pantry, you know, because we had some really big ideas of how we could impact our community. And then two months into our history as Connect Church, suddenly the needs of the community grew exponentially. And uh, that tornado came through. And, and isn't it a funny weekend? I don't know if you're like me and... During worship this morning, when we were singing, I was thinking about this. I was stood here with my back to you, looking at the words on the screen, but I was very aware of the fact that here in this room this morning is a very varied um, cross-section of people. Uh, we've probably got people here this morning that don't even live in Washington. Uh, we may have some who live in Washington, but where they live, they weren't necessarily impacted personally by the tornado, even though they've probably got a lot of friends and family who were. I realized that this morning we probably have people here who were displaced because of the tornado. Maybe the, the home that was home to you is now no longer your home, and you've had to find somewhere else. Maybe some of you have moved back into a home that was destroyed, and you're still trying to come to terms with it because it just feels so different. Even though it's on that same plot of land, it doesn't feel like home, or it feels different than it did before. And I was thinking about this, maybe there were even some who have moved back in and they're excited to be home. They're celebrating, but there's a touch of, of, of kind of guilt this weekend because there are so many who still haven't moved home. 
And maybe you're on that journey. Maybe you're in the middle of the process of, of, of having the construction done. And, and what I realized as I was stood here this morning singing is that, you know, that is just a, a we're a very small uh, group of people here this morning, but they're probably a very good um, representation of what's going on in Washington right now. That there are many people on various different stages of this journey. And as I was thinking about what I was going to speak about this morning, I really... I didn't feel that I was to come up here and say, okay, well, let me tell you what you should be feeling, or let me tell you how you should be, because every one of us is different, and every one of us process things, processes things differently, and every one of us are at different stages of the, the rebuilding journey. So what I felt I needed to do this morning was, was turn to the Scriptures and share some thoughts with you, and, um, and maybe through God's grace and uh, through the Holy Spirit this morning, He will help apply that to where you are right now. So wherever you find yourselves this morning on this anniversary weekend, because if you're like me, I can't remember what I did two weeks ago. Seriously, if you said to me, what did you have for lunch or where were you two weeks, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But how many of you have found yourself this weekend looking back to a year ago saying, I remember this time last year I was doing this. This time, I mean, that was a year ago, but we remember now where we were. We remember that Sunday morning, the day of the tornado, what was happening. Um, I was involved in a race yesterday. It was called Hustle for High Drops. Uh, a, a lady who lives here in town, she put this race on for the first time last year. She did it again this year. I remember running that race last year. I remember every race I run because they hurt and I don't enjoy them. So I remember running that 5K last year. And yesterday I ran it again. And as I was running, all through my mind, I was thinking, man, this time last year I remember running this trail. I remember waving to this friend of mine who lives there and whose house is no longer there. And, and we're, we're remembering, aren't we, all these things. So as a community, every one of us is going through this weekend all these memories and they are bringing back um, fear and they're bringing back sadness and they're bringing back all sorts of emotions. So I felt this morning, what I needed to do here this morning as the pastor of Connect Church is just maybe try and share some scriptures, what God has to say on the subject of, of um, when, when tough things happen, when difficult things in our lives happen. And then I'm going to just trust God and trust His Holy Spirit that wherever you find yourself, you're able to, to um, tie this into where you're at. So let me take you back to, to my life one year ago today. I can remember being here. I was preaching. We were in the middle of a series called 66 Words to Live By. I was really enjoying teaching it. I remember last, sun, last year, Sunday, November 17th, I was about um, halfway through my message, and uh, these alarms started going off on everyone's phones, and people were jumping up and moving around, and we were aware that morning that the conditions were kind of unusual, and we'd even spoken to people at the school about what to do if a tornado watch happened or a tornado warning, where we were to go, where the safe places were. And I remember people starting to kind of look to me saying, okay, Dave, we need to do something here. And I remember looking at my notes thinking, I've got a really good story coming up. Maybe we could wait till after that because it's great. I really want to tell this story. And, and maybe you're like me. You were thinking, ah, oh, we have these all the time. You know, we, it, this has happened so many times. It'll be fine. And, but now that everyone was looking to me and I'm turning around to look for advice and realizing that I am that guy now, <laughs> that uh, as the lead pastor at the church, it's up to me. So I'm like, oh, okay, then um, let's do this. And, and we kind of started to gather and then we were in the locker rooms and you saw the video there of what happened. But it was amazing. I can remember the week after all this. Um, uh, I, I really felt that God had given me a burden to reach 
this community for him. So when I saw this need suddenly grow so drastically, I can remember being in the office of a friend of mine. He's a pastor. He's the pastor at Bethany Community Church. And he's Daniel. And the two of us were just talking about what we'd been doing in the last few days. And, and just there, as he, he said, let's pray together. And, and he prayed for me. And as I started to pray for him, I just I broke down. I just started to cry, and, and it was just this overwhelming feeling that um, there was so much I felt um, I wanted to do as the pastor of the church, but this need was so great, it was beyond me. But thanks to God, over the last year, he supplied in so many ways through volunteers and through finances that as a church, we've been able to meet many needs. And that overwhelming burden that I felt in that first week, I realized that actually in God's hands, in God's timing, we were able to do much of what we wanted to do. And it was amazing seeing God at work when we would speak with families. And we worked with several families who were affected in Connect Church. But what we found uh, miraculously was in those early days and, and onwards that as a church, we were able to work with many, many families outside of the church. In fact, the truth is that there are some families who are here this morning in Connect Church as a result of that, that connection that we made following the tornado. And it was great to see God helping to connect us and that we could meet people's needs the way we did. But what I was amazed about through it all was that I expected when I was talking to these families and when I saw the loss of uh, property and the displacement of their lives, I was expecting to hear, why God? I was expecting to see some fists raised to heaven and some, some anger over what happened, but I was surprised that I really didn't see a lot of that. I really didn't see that, and, and I was comforted to see that people were, were not questioning or were not, because isn't it true that when we face situations like that, we can find ourselves asking God that question, God, why would you let this happen? I've experienced this in my life. We've experienced it, Casey and I, both in our pastoral lives as well, where we've met with families or individuals who are going through difficult times. And we'll pray with them and we'll try and share um, some scripture with them. But I'll find myself sometimes leaving the home or leaving the, the coffee shop, wherever we happen to have met, and just thinking, God, why? Why is this person having to deal with this? Why is that happening? Even in our own family, we've had to ask that question over the last year because um, it's been tough on us as a family. We, we suffered a little bit of damage, not, not anything compared to others, but, but in our family, in the lives of our kids, this was something that really shook them up. Um, I have kids who used to be into celebrities like um, LeBron James or One Direction, and now, like one of them, he's into Rick Kirby, the weatherman. <laughs> That's like his new <laughs> favorite celebrity, and like he'll, he's on his iPod looking at one of 11 apps that he might have that tracks weather around the world, you know, and he's like, Dad, there are storms in, in this part of the country. Are we okay? Yeah, that's, that's over 1,000 miles away. I think we'll be okay. But this is a new thing in the Jane family that we're having to deal with, and maybe some of you as parents are, are working through that as well. And when I find myself questioning God, it causes me to, to look to the Scriptures, and I'm encouraged, and I want to encourage you this morning as well, because I read about a guy who lived a long time ago who loved God with all of his heart, and his name was Job. Some of you may be familiar with the, the story of Job. Some of you may say, you know what, Dave? In the last year, I've come to really connect with that guy, Job. He went through his own set of life-altering, tragic situations. But when he was challenged on his faith in God, in the midst of one of the hardest times, listen to what Job said. Listen to how he responded. In Job chapter 2, verse 10, he said this. He says, shall we accept good 
from God and not trouble? Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? What Job understood, and I think what God wants us to learn through the life of Job, is that he understood that if we're going to thank God and worship him for the good that he does in our lives, then there are going to be times where we also have to thank and praise him when the trouble comes. And that's not easy. I think that's the test we face. And if you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus, then that's probably the, the toughest time. Yeah, I can stand with my hands raised. Or yes, I can sing the songs. Yes, I can worship God when things are going good. But when I encounter trouble in my life, it's not as easy. I find it a little bit harder. And, and a year ago, many people, both followers of Jesus and not, probably would have found themselves in a difficult place, a difficult time to stand and say, you know, praise God when literally their world around them had crumbled. But I'm challenging this by um, a great a, a Catholic priest. His name's Brennan Manning. He's wrote many books, and I recently read this, this portion that I'm going to read to you from one of his books. He was quoting another Catholic priest, and he was talking about this whole idea of, of what we're to do if we're followers of Jesus when those tough times come. So listen to what he says. He says, to be grateful for the good things that happen in our lives is easy. But to be grateful for all of our lives, the good as well as the bad, the moments of joy as well as the moments of sorrow, the successes as well as the failures, the rewards as well as the rejections, that requires hard spiritual work. Still, we are only grateful people when we can say thank you to all that has brought us to this present moment. As long as we keep dividing our lives between events and peoples we would like to remember and those we would rather forget, we cannot claim the fullness of our beings as a gift of God to be grateful for. Let's not be afraid to look at everything that has brought us to where we are now and trust that we will soon see it in the guiding hand of a loving God. What's inspired me the most in this last year is as I meet people, both churchgoers and not, that many of them, when I, when I talk to them about where they were that morning or whether they were home or whether they were away from home, and, uh, many of them will, will eventually tell me a story of how they see God was at work in their lives. There was a, a story of protection. There was a story of provision following the tornado. Something of how God, and, and even in, in, in months following, people will tell me stories of, you know, this, it was a miracle. I can only say it was a miracle the way this, this happened. And see God in that situation. And, and really, that's the key for us wherever we find ourselves this morning. Is, is saying, God, would you help me? Because I don't know that I can do this in my own strength. Would you help me find the strength to, to see you in, in not just the good times, but in the difficult times as well? Job understood this. He says, surely we can't accept uh, good from God without trouble. You know, there's another guy in the Bible who, who got this, who really understood this, and, and I'm challenged by him. In fact, I'm going to read in a second one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's a, a quote from this guy. His name was Joseph. Now, this particular Joseph, this is uh, not Joseph who was married to Mary. Uh, there's another Joseph who was in the uh, Old Testament, and uh, you may know him as the young man who had a coat of many colors. He was his dad's favorite, and uh, he had quite the interest in life because he grew up having this, this um, destiny on his life. He'd had these dreams and th these prophetic dreams that one day he would be a great person. And as a young man, he thought it was important that everyone in his family knew that. So he told them, hey, I'm going to be great. 
you're all going to bow down to me. It's going to be wonderful. And of course, his brothers celebrated that. <laughs> they didn't. They hated him for it. In fact, as you read the story, we find out that one day his own brothers took him out into the fields and they were going to kill him. They were so fed up with him. At the last minute, instead of killing him, they decided to, to sell him as a slave. They sold him into slavery and... Um, he finds himself a slave in this household, but he works himself his way up through this household. He becomes the most trusted slave in the household. And then he's accused of something that's untrue, and he's thrown into prison and forgotten about. And then while in prison, he, he, uh, God's given him this gift to be able to interpret dreams, and, and word gets out, and the Pharaoh, he'd had this dream, and he needs someone to explain what it means. So Joseph is released. He explains the dream. It's the, it's the correct explanation. And Joseph is, is rewarded by be, being given the place of second in charge of all of Egypt. And many years later, finally, there comes a time where there's a famine in the land. People are dying and starving and his brothers, they come to Egypt to beg for food. And when they get down to bow down in front of this man who they don't know who he is, they just know he's the second most important person in all of Egypt, they discover that this man they're bowing down to is their young brother, Joseph. And in that moment, as that dream he had as a boy was fulfilled, I think fear gripped them and they thought, this is the end of our lives. He will seek revenge. He's in a position of power now where he can kill us completely. And in that moment, as they begged for their lives and they apologized, listen to what Joseph said to his brothers. Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Like Job, Joseph had this, this maturity, this understanding of saying, hey, listen, I've chose to, to thank God for the good times and the bad times. I've chosen to recognize that God was with me when, when things were going well. But you know what? God was with me when they were going badly as well. There have been great times in my life and there have been really difficult times. I've been in the pit and I've been in the palace. I've been in Potiphar's household. I've been in the prison. And yet in every one of those places, the highs and the lows, my God has been with me. And not only did Joseph realize that God had never left him, Joseph even had the maturity and the wisdom to realize, hey, listen, everything that I went through was for a purpose. Everything I went through, those, those great days and those rough days, they were making me, they were preparing me because God knew that one day I had a very um, big mission ahead of me. I was going to be second in charge of all of Egypt. So everything that I went through was God's way of preparing me for who he needed me to become. And I think for all of us this morning, that's, that's the key. Every one of your situations here this morning is different. And I'd love to come and talk to every single one of you. But the reality is that if you'll just take this this morning and say, God, help me in my situation. As we come to this one year anniversary, we look back to say, God, I'm going to choose to find you in the tough times. Last, this last year has been difficult, but I'm going to choose to find you. I'm going to choose to be, to be grateful and believe that you were at work through that situation and you are helping use that to shape me into who you want me to be. 
You know, we had a, um, several families. This was a year ago, um, and at the time, we were very new as a church. We'd only been going a couple of months. But um, even though we were still quite new and still very small, we still had, I think, six different families that were a part of Connect Church on November 17th who either lost um, or were displaced from their homes. And we worked a lot with those families as well as people outside of Connect and this morning, I, I actually asked a couple of weeks ago, just two of those families, if we could hear their stories. I said, you know, on Sunday morning, I'm going to be speaking a lot about this, and, and I'm going to be speaking about how God can even be in the midst of the storm, how he can be there working in our lives, even through these tough times. And would you share what you went through? Would you share how God was at work in your lives leading up to the tornado, the day of the tornado, and then how you've seen him at work in your life since then? And they both very graciously agreed. So these are two families who you're going to get to meet now via video, and uh, they're going to tell the story of how they found themselves in Connect in the first place, and then uh, what's happened to them since then. Both families were impacted by the tornado. One family lost their home completely. One had a lot of damage, but listen to their story now. Well, I remember, uh, like I said, getting the, the postcard in the mail. Kim showed it to me, and... Uh, and it said on there that, uh, you know, don't worry about missing football at the times, you know, or, or kind of work out around the games. And uh, she really wanted to go, but I was very reluctant at the time. And, and uh, um, she ended up going by herself the first, the first time, I guess it was on the launch date. And um, came home and said she had a great experience and wanted to discuss maybe taking the family and starting to attend on a regular basis. We started coming to Connect on uh, Mother's Day of last year. Yes. I uh, started attending the monthly services, and then uh, that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Also recently moved to Washington, so we were looking for a new church to settle into. And um, Drew learned about Connect Church, I think, through Facebook. And so we decided to try it, and it's been home ever since. It's just a, a wonder that that uh, she saw the postcard and really wanted this badly, and uh, and, and got us to try that. And I, I think the kids really enjoy it as well. We had stayed home from church that morning because our uh, then two-year-old was uh, up most of the night sick. So um, I was preparing to sit down and watch some football pregame. Weather alerts going across the bottom of the screen. I heard the sirens go off. She was in the shower. I went and got her because I know that that, that bothers her. Um, so she took, <laughs> she took Hank and went downstairs. Um, I went back upstairs and tried to watch football. I remember when your phone first went off and you pulled it out and you you know, it said tornado warning, and you showed it to me, and I kind of shrugged and rolled my eyes, and yeah, whatever. Because we have them, you know, it seems like we have them all the time, and nothing ever comes of it. Before that, you were watching the Weather Channel, and you called down and said, hey, we're on the Weather Channel. <laughs> and I said, hey, maybe you should come downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got downstairs, um, the power went out, so we started looking for a radio with some batteries in it so we could get some weather alerts. And then within a minute or two, we heard the train. I think I, I, still, I still didn't believe it. 
because it, they told us to get in the locker rooms and then they told us to get on the floor. And I even took a couple minutes to get on the floor because I was like, come on, really? You know, and so everybody else is on the floor and I'm kind of sitting there, you know, still staying in there. And then <laughs> with my attitude and then I heard it. And so then when I heard it, I was like, okay, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> so that's when I kind of got down on the floor with everybody else and we covered the kids as best as we could and listened to it go by. Yeah, we wrote it out in the bathroom. She was, she was huddled over Hank and I was huddled over both of them and the dogs were fitting any crevice they could find. Mm -hmm. I think we were only in the bathroom for maybe a minute and that quickly we could hear everything above us just being ripped apart. I remember thinking we might die. It was a pretty awful sounds and then the hall bath and the master bath were above us and when those fixtures the toilet and everything were ripped off water just started spraying everywhere and then it was coming through the ceiling and there was a drop ceiling above us those ceiling tiles were getting wet and falling on us and we didn't have any idea what was going on right above us i kept waiting for something to come crashing down and and then just as quickly as it came, it got quiet, and it was over. On our property, we have several acres, and um, the tornado came across Kern Road, and um, our house sits rather far back. Our barn um, took a direct hit, and which is fairly close to our home. It's maybe 60, 70 feet, five feet away from our home. And like I said, it took a direct hit, and... Um, basically flattened it. We had cars in there. Um, the uh, a, a lot of stuff we have, the horses were in there and uh, the stables for them. And uh, that was pretty much all gone when we got home. The The house looked rather damaged, but in the in the beginning, it didn't seem quite as bad as, uh, as it turned out to be. Uh, we didn't really have a, a lot of structural damage on the home, but it did um, destroy the brick enough that the brick had to come off and all the windows were blown out. The, uh, the roof was torn off and there was a lot of um, other people's homes and debris from homes that had hit the roof and penetrated the roof. And I went up the stairs to where there was uh, the, the kitchen and it was daylight plus a refrigerator and uh, I looked around and I came back down and had to tell them what was or what wasn't up there. Yeah, he said, are you ready to go up? I said, sure. And he said, okay, don't freak out. And I said, why, what's up there? And he said, nothing. And then I freaked out. <laughs> Pretty much. Honestly, when the storm came through, that's what kept running through my mind, is are the horses okay? Um, two of them, I believe, were picked up and thrown. There was one found about a mile away from the house, and someone, a stranger, 
recognized him, knew where he had come from, threw a rope around his neck and walked him home. And then um, the second one that had also gotten picked up and thrown, again, someone, a neighbor, he didn't go quite as far and a neighbor recognized him and knew where he belonged and, and brought him home. Um, the third one was still on the property in the pasture and he had gotten hurt from all the flying debris and he did not make it. So he had to be put down. We climbed out through the, the what was the kitchen and it was like then you're just in the backyard and it was... Yes, I was very disoriented because when we walked up out of the basement, I couldn't get my bearings because we were in the backyard all of a sudden. And it, it felt like something from a movie. Just, it was dark and cold and wet and everyone was just kind of wandering around like, everyone. what was. do we do now? Where, where do we go next? People were looking for their dogs and family members and neighbors, and it was just, it was very eerie. I do believe if we hadn't been at church that day that I would have gone out to the barn to help the horses. Um, always in the past, if a bad storm came, I locked them in their stalls. I'd bring them in the barn and I would lock them in um, because that's just where you think they're going to be safe. You know, that's their home. That's where you think they're going to be the most protected. And had they been in the barn, I fully believe they would all three be gone. Can't help but wonder if I'd have been out there with them. There's a conversation I was having with um, the kids one day about the part God played in our safety from the tornado. And... Um, I told him I thought there was a reason that we had gotten that postcard that day. Because God wanted, he wanted us to be at church when this all happened. And he knew it was coming and that was how he got us where we wanted to be. Or where we needed to be. Uh, to see the, the fortitude of, of everybody in town and the rebuilding effort that's going on. And, and I'm in the building industry and I am utterly amazed at how much work has gone on and how these homes have gone back. and <laughs> The outpouring of help and um, money and just overall charity, generosity was overwhelming from the beginning. And it has been right up until the moment we moved into our house. The amount of folks that came from church and brought us food and helped us try to clean up and just, and I, we kind of lost count, but I, I'm, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we had 200 people over a period of time that actually came and helped, you know, try to put things back together and pick things up at our house. And that, you know, we're so blessed for that. And I'm not sure that had we not been a, a part of Connect Church that all of that would have happened for us. I'll and, never forget Dave. Riding his bicycle down the driveway. That's... <clears throat> sandwiches. I didn't, never expected that. Never, never in a million years thought that would happen. So that was pretty neat. The love and generosity has been incredible.
I'm still not sure why everyone's so surprised anytime they see me riding a bike or running or something like that. It does seem to be amazing when people see that. Um, you know, during first service, Case and I were sat here together watching it. It was the first time Case had got to see the video, and she's, you know, crying, wiping tears from her eyes. And especially at one point, because I can remember a couple of years ago, um, her and I sitting at my laptop looking at this postcard that our graphics guy had created, and we'd had this clever idea of putting a football on the front and saying, hey, you know, Connect Church, come along. If you've never been to church before, we'll have you out in time for the game. And uh, we're going to still try and do that today as well. Um, but just the thought that, I mean, we were hoping these cards would reach families who are outside of the church. We never, in our wildest dreams, imagined it might actually save someone's life. That Kim in that video said, you know, I know me, and I know what's happened in the past when the storms have come. I'm out in that barn trying to save the horses. And had I been at home that day, I'm not sure that I would have survived that storm. And not just the saving of physical lives, we've seen stories like Kim's and others of people who, um, since coming to Connect, have discovered that um, Jesus is who ultimately has saved their life and has made a difference in their lives. And for me, that's why I'm so encouraged when I read that verse of Joseph saying, hey, what you meant for harm, God meant for good. In, in the story of Connect, we're going to look back and say, you know, that, that, um, that day that could have been very harmful, God has actually been able to, to use for good. I said that a year ago we had six families in our church that were impacted directly by the tornado. And I'm, I'm looking out here this morning. I know that there are families that weren't in Connect last year that are here now who were also impacted by that tornado. And I'd like to do something right now, and I, I really hope this doesn't uh, embarrass you, but I'd like to pray with you if, if you, uh, as a family, either lost your home or were displaced from your home for a period of time. Um, and to do that, I'd like to ask, would you just stand right now? So if you were a, a family that was impacted by the tornado, whether you lost your home, you were displaced, yep, there's Melody, there's one. Anyone else here this morning? I've, I've seen a couple. Okay, there's another family here. I'm sorry if you're first time here and I'm making you stand, but... I want to pray for you, and, and uh, as a church, we want to pray for you guys, girls, um, but pray on behalf of the community as well. I, I believe that as you stand this morning, you represent hundreds of other families who um, uh, I think hopefully have, have felt God's support, felt God through this year, felt the charity and the compassion that the Hillmans talked about in that video. So, God, for these families that stood right now, Lord, I know they could have told a story like the one on the video of what they've been through. And maybe they're back in their home, Lord. Maybe they're still struggling. Maybe, I, I, I don't know where they find themselves. Maybe they've not been able to go back to where they lived. Maybe they're in a new place now. But whatever the story, Lord, I pray that you would help them. Lord, it doesn't come naturally to want to be thankful to you, to be grateful to you in the tough times as well as the good ones. That's not a natural instinct really for any of us. The reality is it's, it's a choice we have to make. And I pray, God, that you would give them the strength to make that choice. To recognize, Lord, that if we can live a life that we choose to be grateful for you in the good times as well as the bad, that there will come a day, Lord, I believe for everyone stood here this morning as they represent others, Lord, in this community, that there will come a day where they will look back and they will see your hand in this, Lord. They will be able to say, you know... Uh, like Joseph, at the end of his life, he was able to look back and say, hey, everything I went through, the good and the bad, it was to prepare me, it was to make me who I needed to be for such a time as this, for this place that I find myself today. 
Let that be the case for those families who are stood right now. That there will come a day in the near future or the distant future where they will look back and they will see how your hand was in this and you've helped them become stronger, maybe more patient, maybe more um, committed to you, Lord. Whatever it may be, maybe more committed to one another as a family. Whatever they've learned from, let them be grateful, Lord, for who they've become as a result of this and how it can be used by you to make their lives better. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm going to ask you to stay standing just for a second. I want the ushers to make their way down here. We've got some gift cards we want to give you guys just to bless you on this anniversary weekend. I know you're probably going through a bunch of different emotions. So uh, use some retail therapy here to get you through this weekend and take this as a, a gift from Connects to you. And uh, thank you, guys. Bless you. And uh, thanks for being here this morning. Let me close out with this last thought here this morning, and then I'll send you on your way. Um, this weekend, obviously, there's going to be all sorts of emotions going through our minds, especially if we were directly impacted by the tornado. I got three brilliant kids, Ben, Will, and Emma. Ben's 14, Will's 11, Emma's 7, and I'm with them all the time. So they're growing in front of me, and I just don't really notice it because I'm, I'm there with them every day. But every now and again, I'll have a friend from England or a relative or someone who will come into our life who hasn't seen our family for a long time, and they'll say, Oh, my word, Ben's grown up so much. Or look at Emma. I can remember when she was just a little baby. I was holding her, now she's a little girl. And they see it because they didn't see them before. Or they haven't seen them for a long time, and then they see that change. You know, I want to encourage some of you, especially if you were impacted by the tornado, I want to encourage you. Maybe you don't see it in yourself because you're there every day, but I believe that there's a change going on inside of you. I believe you're, you're, you may be stronger now than you were before. Maybe you're more patient now than you were before. Maybe you have a more of an appreciation for loved ones and, and maybe less of an appreciation for stuff than you did have before. But you may not see those changes because you're with yourself every day. I pray that there'll come a moment where someone who maybe you haven't seen for a while sees you and says, you know, I can see a difference in you. You're so much stronger or you're so much more patient or I can see this change in you that's taken place. That you would be able to experience that and realize that, you know, through this, God has helped me become a better person. He helps me become the person he needs me to be. So, Father, I pray for everyone here this morning. Obviously, Lord, we pray primarily for those who are impacted by the tornado, that you'd be with them this weekend. But God, there are many of us here this morning who are going through our own situations in life. Could be sickness or um, employment concerns, Lord, relational troubles, Lord, whatever it might be. And we may find ourselves here this morning saying, God, I don't want to thank you during that time. This is a difficult time, but Lord, as we choose to thank you during those tough times, I believe, Lord, that we, we become stronger. We become more of who you want us to be. And that we can find, like Joseph found, the opportunity to look back and say, you know, yeah, that was intended for harm, but God used it for good in my life to bring me to where I am right now, to make me who he needed me to be right now. So bless everyone, I pray, especially tomorrow, Lord. Give them peace and comfort and uh, just be in their thoughts and their minds and their emotions tomorrow, Lord, as we go through the actual anniversary date of that tornado. Be with this entire community those that lost possessions and those that lost loved ones. Be with everyone tomorrow, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.